What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? Hi, this is Tracy, and uh, Tracy and Leslie host this show for you. And (laughs) I laugh whenever I say that because we say this show is about encouraging you on your spiritual path, but really it is all about us encouraging ourselves to stay on the spiritual path that we are committed to. Um, So it is a hopefully a win-win situation. There's a saying uh, in 12-step programs, if the first time someone goes up to tell their story, uh, the sponsor will always say to the person that the prayer is, may telling the story help at least one person, and you know telling your story is going to help you, so you already win before you even get up to tell your story because it's going to help the one person. I so pretty much we've already won because it helps us, helps me. <laughs> helps me too. And so uh, every week we have a theme and uh, the theme this week is nature, and um, we will get into nature as the, we go into the hour, but just like we always have a theme, we always spend a few minutes at the top of the show co- connecting the dots with our most recent, previous show. Grief. Grief and, and nature. nature. <laughs> This is your part of the show. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. The ritual that I always feel comfortable we have to do. Um, Grief and nature. You know, there's a connection there in terms of healing through grief, many times going out into nature and reconnecting with Mother Earth. It was interesting when we were talking about this topic last week. You said, because I had said something about nature being a topic, and you said, do you mean nature like suns and bees, sun and bees and the moon, or my nature is to be happy or my nature is to be, you right. know. And so that's an interesting um, question. That, you know, nature has both of those meanings, and I gave a little thought to that. So um, in terms of nature, the sun and the bees and the moon and the stars, I think that is many times used as a healing balm for grief for me, being outside, reconnecting. It is calming and soothing and healing to be in nature. So, see, I did it. I mean, it's like a challenge. Every week she wants me to fail. That's it. That's it. That's it. No, I have no desire for you to fail. Anybody who knows me would know that. However, every week, not every week, but about half the time, I'm just really curious as to how your brain is going to connect That's the it, dots. Connect the dots. I'm a big connect the dot girl. If it was from, if it was left up to me, it would be well. Yeah, I hope you listened to our show last <laughs> week. It was about grief. Now let's get into nature. Uh-huh. I want to thread all the threads. Everything's one. I want to thread it. I want to thread it and make it all connect. Well, I know that it, it is, is all connected in divine mind, <laughs> and that if we ever get really stumped about a connection, the obvious connection is it is all a creation of divine mind. It is all a creation of God. It is all an experience oh, very of good. God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, absolutely there is a connection, simply bigger than my human mind can fathom at this moment. Very good. So when I get stuck, I'll use that as my fallback. <laughs> Yes, and anyone who was listening to show number 72, which is this one, will say, that wasn't unique or original. <laughs> You've been putting that in your pocket to use at some point for Eventually. three years. Very cool. So um, anything else on the connection, or do we want to take a break and then come back? You know, um, I did think about grieving this week in terms of you know, it being a a, a, a a positive thing, and we talked last week about many times we look at it as, as such a traumatic or negative 
human emotion that we want to get through it and get past it. And um, and I did give some thought this week to the idea of grieving being healing. And I think for me, absolutely the nature, the suns and the suns and the bees. Why do I want to say suns and the bees? The sun and the bees and the moon and the stars. Mountains, mountains and rivers. And rivers. And Thank you. Give me something else to think about there. Um, is very healing. So I, I, I look forward to hearing about nature and talking about nature and coming away from the hour feeling a bit healed myself. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> that was me pausing. There you go. listening to Say Yes to Spirit with Leslie and Tracy encouraging you on your spiritual path. And our theme today is nature. And I have nothing on this topic. <laughs> so you're going to listen to to Leslie for the next 48 minutes. My golly, I like to hear myself talk, so that could, that's a good thing. <laughs> Nature, nature. I think that's a, that's a, you have nothing on that. That's such a uh, classic spiritual, uh, not uh, not acronym, but you know the same thing. People use the word God and nature and looking out at the ocean or the mountain tops and becoming. I am not one of those people. You're not. No, I am not one I of those. I didn't people. know they existed. Mm-hmm. Not those people. Those people not being everyone. You can no. go to the ocean. You don't get a sense of. Awe and wonder in God? No. I get a sense of, <laughs> wow, that's really pretty. And, and, well, okay, the God part, you had a God at the end. I'm very clear that, oh, yeah, this is nice. But no. Did you see? So, so we have a favorite minister who often uses descriptions about mountains and Climbing and how and gardening, and I sit there going, okay, now how can I translate this to something I care about? And you got nothing with that. You got nothing with that. No, but I I, I get the intent. <laughs> you know, but it's intellectual uh-huh, intent. Uh-huh. It is not that same welling up, up mm-hmm. as you said. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh man, this is God right here, right now. Well, you know, I can look at. We were downtown last night in downtown Dallas, and I could look at the buildings and go, this is God, the imagination, the creativity, the, yeah. My goodness. My goodness. There you go. You know that uh, It is interesting, though, that reminds me of uh, something a friend of mine, I write a devotion called God in My Day, and many times, and I write each day about a story in my life and uh, how I connect that story to God. And many times my devotions have to do with my cat. Yes. And the metaphors and the ways I see God expressing through my cat. And my friend, about six months ago, said her sister absolutely dislike whatever, got out of the, she no longer wanted them to deliver to her because she's, I hate cats. I hate reading about these cats. <laughs> I don't like cats. And I think that... And at least once a week there's a cat. <laughs> it never occurred to me that I wrote that much about the cat. But I think that's a really interesting point that you bring up, that we all see what we see, and it's just striking to me when other people don't see what I see. I'm like, oh, my goodness, Tracy Brown, what's wrong with you? You don't, like, you don't see what I see when I look at the ocean. 
you know, that's my national. My that's where I jump to, right? Right. I have to be uh, right, and you have to be wrong, right? So uh, oh, that's wow. that whole. I have to be wrong, and you have to be right, or I have to be right, and I have to be wrong is a whole other topic. That is. But that, that is nature. A, that would be a great topic. <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> that is true, true to life. So really, but the ocean. Speaking of the ocean, and the uh, those of us who who seem to see God in that, it is um, interesting the words that that is used when I, when I think of and I hear people talk about nature and the you know the um, the awe and the you know the beauty and the serenity and the peacefulness and the, you know the expansion of it and. I do get caught, I find myself getting caught up into really thinking, I've got to get to a beach to get that. Oh. I've got, you know, I've got to get out of my backyard. Yeah, I can't feel it here. Right, right. And when you look at nature, I mean, yes, there is beyond wonder of an ocean that is specifically an ocean, but, you know, nature, like you said, is, is downtown Dallas where there's a lot of skyscrapers, but there's also trees and air and beautiful stars and the sun and the moon. And... So nature is always there, but I don't always see it. I have it defined as the ocean. I have to go see God in the ocean. I can't see God in my little potted plant on my balcony. It's like, that's yeah. not God. I need to go see the ocean. So yeah. I do think there's an interesting uh, connection there in terms of, you know, I have to have God look a certain way or my spiritual program or my spiritual practice be a certain way in order to me to be fulfilled. And that's just another way for me to kind of separate myself, mm-hmm. disconnect from what's always present and what's always available to me. And um, so yeah, that's and you know, I I really I haven't thought about it from that context, but I'm guessing that a part of the reason that I know that these big expanses, you know, amazing what we think of as amazing examples of nature. Because I grew up, well, you grew up in the city too, but because I grew up, you know, in the city, um, I spent two months every summer either out in the country or at a summer camp in a state park. So I've always had an appreciation for nature, but, you know, 10 months of the year I'm in the city. And I think now that that may have some impact. I mean, you know, it's like it's not what I was exposed to except in books or in ideas. We didn't have, you know, I, we didn't watch hours and hours of TV like so mm-hmm. many people do now. Um, of course we didn't have the Internet and all of that. So I knew that there were mountains and oceans and, you know, and I lived on the Mississippi River. And, I mean, that's it's not as big as, like, you know, Lake Michigan, where you really can't see the other side. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a part of my everyday existence, and so I grew up learning to recognize God in the everyday, in the mundane, even in human, human-made, man-made creations that the, the creativity came from God. Mm. to build the St. Louis Arch. Mm. You know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. even though in one sense it's a man-made creation, mm-hmm. That I remember when that was being built, the whole idea of um, that was an idea bigger than man alone, you know, mm. that the creativity to even dream it, to come up with it, and then to figure out how to build it where you've got steel and it's going to arch and come, you know, it's not going straight in perpendicular lines. That that was the, um, that was the awesomeness of God to infuse that in within individual people. And so, so I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that's the the separation piece of I never, ever grew up thinking, wow, I have to go to, I have to go to summer camp and be standing out in the meadow in the wide open space to go, ah, this is God. 
Do you know? Well, you didn't have to go there. You didn't have to go there. But when you went there, did you, I, I still am hoping for you. <laughs> you got in the field. You didn't have this moment of, <gasps> just say you did. <laughs> I, 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 I can't think of you the same way if you don't say you did. <laughs> you see, you don't have to say, <sighs> but it's not <sighs> a separate sense. Wow, it's not a separate sense. Like, so I can you mean think, separate from the arch of the Saint the Saint Louis Arch. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's not like a bigger sense or a different sense than I experience a lot of the time around <laughs> a lot of other things. So I'll give you an example that'll make you smile. <laughs> I'm already so, smiling. <laughs> the first time I'm very healthy smile. The first time I went to Sedona. Ah, now here comes something good. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll give you this. So the first time I went to Sedona. And um, for anyone who's not familiar with Sedona, if you've seen photos of the Grand Canyon with all the red rock and the, you know, the reds and the oranges, well, Sedona is not that far from the Grand Canyon, and a lot of the land and a lot of the rock formations have that same reddish and orange. But it's just not one big, big canyon. Okay. They're they're um, it's they're built up, and a lot of the ways that the rock mountains, so to speak, they have naturally formed into shapes mm. or into, you know, they've been named, a lot of the formations have been named because they just have a certain representation of a shape or oh, of, cool. a, of something. And and they're scattered around the Sedona area. And the, vi- the spiritual vibration at Sedona, at the elevation it is and wherever it is, latitude, longitude, and the history of the Native American, the American Indians that were in that area. It's Vortex. a very spiritual place. Yes. And so it is true that when I went there, I didn't have that sense of, oh, this is, a, this is like, better than. Um, and awe isn't the word. And at the same time, it was like, yes, I can feel, almost physically feel the presence. Mm of God in this place and in this energy. The energy was elevated, and I, and I could feel that it wasn't the same energy down, you know, mm-hmm. 90 minutes down the road in Phoenix, mm-hmm. that at 5,000 feet elevation there was something really special happening here. But it's still not quite the I'm same thing. I was going to say thing. that's not true. <laughs> it's not quite the same thing. Yeah, I thought you were going to say you saw, like, yeah. you know, the pear shape mountain and thought, oh, 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 that's God. And, you know, this is reminding me, though, we have a saying in, uh, is it a religious science of the mind saying, all paths lead to God? Yeah. Or is that a just a general something, something saying? But that saying, all paths lead to God, applies here. You know, oh, I, I can still I would be never, led to God, yeah, even yeah, though I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to help you out and reassure oh. you, because I'm sure, you know, you need reassuring. And I'm thinking, the St. Louis Arch leads to God. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, that would never, that would the never. The paddling yeah, down the yeah, Mississippi, the dirty Mississippi it. Yeah. River. I'm thinking, I would not see God in that, but it, you see God in that. And to hear you describe it. Was very exciting, and I thought I'm going to go look at that little. Uh, that we have an arch now in Dallas, down by the Trinity. Those of you who aren't from Dallas, we have spent a tremendous amount of money on a something we call the Trinity River Project. And the first thing that went up was a bridge, and it was oh. an arch, much like they compared it to the St. Louis Arch. It's so ugly. <laughs> How can you say that? You just like. Describe this arch with such enthusiasm, and it's an arch. It's a steel arch. It's a beautiful thing, according to you. I thought it was ugly well, until I heard I was, you describe this just well, moments ago, and now I'm thinking, it's God. <laughs> I'm going to go sit underneath the arch. I don't have a, I don't have an ocean to go to. Okay, so let's go back to nature. But it is interesting how we all go through different paths to connect with God, and the idea of nature being a classic path that people, you know, talk about, I am thrilled that it, that that doesn't apply to you. Because I think mean, that's so interesting. Because I would think, well, everybody's going to agree, and we'll just have that 30 seconds, and that'll be that. So it just, it doesn't always apply. 
I mean, it doesn't apply to the extent that it applies, like, connecting to me. I mean, there's nothing in the world that does for me what a, what, what a beach or an ocean, hearing the water, smelling the salt. It's really amazing. And I have to laugh because... So you know how they'll do the they do the soundtrack or the sound machines. Yes. And and so you know you'll have the running water or you'll have the ocean yes. and you can hear the waves yes. pounding because that really works for people, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm laughing because no, it'll be like the brook in the in the forest, and I'll be like, it just sounds like oh, somebody's going to the bathroom, goodness. you know, like the trickling of the water. Are the waves pounding against the shore? I'm like, that's not restful at all. I'm starting to worry for you. <laughs> not restful at all. Do you hear like a jackhammer? Does that do it for you? <laughs> well, like, no. <laughs> no, no. But you know what's funny is that a couple of years ago I was in a class, and um, I don't remember which class it was. And in this class, for whatever reason, I remember making a comment. Oh, comment, oh. I remember making a comment in the class about, I have just had it with all of these, and, you know, I don't know what I call them, but, you know, these so-and-so <laughs> meditations, you know, that blah, blah, blah. And I guess, you know, I, I just don't understand why somebody doesn't do some meditations that are, you know, bouncing off or responding to the sounds of the city. I mean, some of us grew up in the wow. city and and have learned to not only appreciate it, but find peace in that, right? And I was like, yeah, and, and I got on a rant, which I hardly ever do, wow. right? But I remember, and I wasn't. it wasn't an angry rant. It was mm-hmm. a creative mind, mm-hmm. like I couldn't stop. It was like, yeah, couldn't somebody do a, do some meditations where... You know, you're in your car and you're seeing all this traffic, but you choose the peace. You find the peace in that, and you know, and and what? And I didn't think construction site, but I remember <laughs> saying something about the sounds of the city. Cars honking, and you know, and that becomes the white noise. But it's right. It's the sounds of living in the city, and of course, I and I went on for like four minutes or something with these ideas that just kept coming, which I didn't write down. And at the end of it, when almost everybody in the sound of my voice was looking at me like, like I was crazy, dropped. Yeah. like you're looking at mm-hmm. me right now, yes. like yes. have you lost your I mind? I sort of am. Uh-huh, yeah. I, and um, and then I said, some. I remember thinking, oh, I actually felt passionate about this. And all these ideas just came to me. Maybe I'm the one who's supposed to do that. Oh, there you go. To which I immediately was like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing one more. I mean, it's like I got enough on my Mm. plate right now Mm than to figure out how to write meditations that take you within but start you from the sounds of the city. Right? It's like... (laughs) Somebody ought to do it, but not me. You can't even imagine. I can't even imagine it. I wish someone would call in and say, (laughs) if there is anyone out there listening, that the sounds of the city would be, because it it is. um, Well, they'd be the entryway, because that's all the ocean is, the way you describe it. It's an entryway into, wow, like you said, there's this sense of awe. Mm -hmm. And that becomes your entryway into a deeper connection. And so what I think would happen would be it would not be the sounds of the city would not be the sense of awe. They would be the sense of familiarity Mm. that would be the doorway into now let me drop beneath that. Mm -hmm. Let Mm -hmm. me drop beneath that or beyond that into the deeper connection. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is not exactly the thing. Well, it's it's the way that nature is used in a daily way. So, um, some of some of our listeners may be familiar with Veronica Valles, and if you're not, go to her website, veronicavalles.com, I believe, and look at her amazing photograph. Oh my goodness! And you know, Veronica looks at the the 
plant or walks through White Rock, White Rock Lake and looks up and just sees this amazing thing through the leaves out to the, the sun or the moon mm-hmm. or looking at a plant and seeing that really, you know, if she got close up and angled her camera just a little bit, she just sees amazing shots of everyday nature, mm-hmm. you know, not having to go to an ocean mm-hmm. or the beach or whatever. So it's kind of that's what she sees around her, and that's she puts herself in those situations. That's a, a doorway, mm-hmm. using nature as a doorway into the divine. And that is a very natural doorway. A jackhammer on a city street, an ambulance streaming by is <laughs> very natural. I, I can't get past it. I just can't. I'm going to work at well, getting past act, it. I'm actually, gonna, it doesn't, doesn't well, matter actually, to you if I get past it. I know, exactly, but I'm, I need to get past no, it for me. There's no I, need I, for you I, to I, get past I it. I need to think when you see the ocean that you think, oh, God, I need, I need to think that. Um <laughs> But it, I love, love, love that it is a different way of looking at it. And, you know, that is one good thing, I think, and that's why I love doing this show with you. It would be less, much less exciting to do the show with someone that saw everything like me, even though I think we all should see things like I see them. Uh, it's, it's, it makes for better talk that you don't and that I don't see things like you do all the time. And it does ever. open ever. Oh, now once. I'm sure there was in the last two weeks. But it does open the mind to the idea, and I keep coming back to this, all paths lead to God. And I think that's fascinating. And I go back to the idea of this woman, and I was clearly offended when she did not see that God expresses through my cats in ways that, you know. So I do think it's really interesting to reflect on the judgment of people's, uh, other people, not my judgment, it's not very interesting, but other people's judgment. Uh, my judgment is boring. But it is a judgment Predictable. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, but it is a, a judgment in terms of the nature and how I think everybody thinks that, you know, that that should be that way. And God absolutely expresses through the sounds of the city and expresses through people. And, you know, so the 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 nature of people, because I did think about that when you said that last week too. I thought about that a little bit this week in terms of, you know, there's, there's a nature, a natural essence about us that is connected to the nature in in the outside world, trees and sun and moon nature, that there is that nature that connects us to each other. And when we get kind of shave away our judgments and our beliefs that we're not alike, yeah, right? then we come down to that nature where we are very much alike and we are one and we are connected. And it's in those moments that nature, the sun, nature, my soul, your soul, the St. Louis Arch, which I now have to Google, um, you know, that that oneness, that that is the natural state of being, that connection. And, I, and it's interesting to think, as you said, the doorway, we can get through, through so many different ways, but we usually stay focused on that external husk of our differences and have what, what's, what's not alike and judgments and things like that. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good, that's good, that's good. How about if we take a quick break and come back? <laughs> yes. Yes.
Welcome back to Leslie's Hour of Say Yes to Spirit <laughs> and Nature. And encouraging you on your spiritual path, and we're all praying for Tracy now. And hoping that can help her get to see God in the ocean. Yes, yes. By the end of the hour, we have 30 more minutes to help her see the air of her ways. God is in the ocean. God is in the box. God is in the soil. God is even in the lizards that are in my yard that I'm afraid of. Mm. True that, true that. That's nature that for That is you. nature. Maybe that's why I don't like nature. Because bugs and lizards <laughs> have a bad are in nature. Poison ivy as a child in your no, day no. camps or your camps? Oh, no, poison ivy was fun. Oh, you didn't learn allergic to it? No, I never got it, but we learned rhymes so that they help us oh. recognize it. So yes. we could stay so it was a game. Poison <laughs> yeah. ivy was cool. You know, it is, there's there's a billion, I'm sure, uh, a slight exaggeration, but quite a few metaphors to nature and the the nature of God, you know, through through raining and healing, the healing through rain and the tears that humans shed to heal, and then the thunder and the bolts and the lightning and the anger of God. This is some biblical things that we learned as small children. You never told it, or is it not in the Bible somewhere that the thunder and the lightning? Well, you know it's not in the Bible it's somewhere. It's not in the Bible? No, no, you know it's not, it's not in the, the Bible. It's not in the Methodist Bible, are you sure? We didn't hear that it in the Methodist in the, Bible? It could be in the stories, uh, in the, but it's not written in the Bible that thunder is. That God is expressing yeah, no. anger through the thunder? No. Oh, gosh, I hate when those metaphors that I learned. But it's a good like, metaphor, but it's Bible not study, in the you know, Bible. And, uh, you know, you went to to the camp away, I went to uh, vacation Bible school at the Methodist church in the summer. So we learned all sorts of parable stories that I just assimilated and assumed were in the Bible. And as an adult, I have learned that they're not actually in the Bible. But um, the thunder and the lightning and the, you know, expressing the anger was the metaphor. And then after the sun comes out, and you, know, you get such joy and goodness. And so it's like nature... Historically, I've seen stories around how nature can connect us to kind of um, making sense of our emotions or giving us some uh, ability to feel more comfortable with some of the things that we don't understand. We take something in nature and we make a story about it and, you know, it soothes us or calms us or... Or, I can't think of the word. Um, it'll come to me later. <laughs> the uh, anti-nature? <laughs> no, 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 no. Calms us or soothes us, or there's another word. Um, but it's not coming to me right now. And so, I, you know, when I think back to all of those kinds of metaphors and the parables and the, you know, the parables that came from the stories in the Bible, I mean, a lot of those we still, I mean, even from a metaphysical point of view, the mm-hmm. lessons are still yes. there. But the the metaphors and the kind of connections that were taught to many of us mm-hmm. as children, um, like you said, that explain or um, help us work through emotions, yes. you know, that's all well and good, except then that's, a, that's, that's projecting human emotions onto God. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't have emotions. Mm-hmm. God created emotions mm-hmm. for us and, and our human experience, so all emotions are good. But God doesn't get angry. And God doesn't get sad. And God doesn't, you know, doesn't have any of those emotions. Mm-hmm. So all of that has to be our projection that, well, if God were to be mad, it would be thunder and lightning. <laughs> Right, right. And certainly that is a very human thing that we want to do. Yeah, like you want me to see God in the ocean. Is that human? <laughs> I think that's kind of evil of me, but I really uh, it could be human. Um, it, is, it is the connection between nature and God is really, I think, obviously, like you say, it's, it's a human projection of that, and it, and it is another way for me to feel connected 
Let's see if I can say this correctly. Connected through an external source, which in some ways, yes, um, you know, as we said at the beginning of the hour, continues to give me this idea of separation. Yes. And um, and you're just as separated, though, seeing it through the arch of the, I just wanted to point that out. But um, the, the, the idea that, you know, how do I get that sense of the ocean or the arch or, you know, whatever my doorway, how do I get there? And um, you and I shared an experience last night that Tibetan monks are in Dallas doing their, is it a mandala that they do, a sand? Mm-hmm. And they come to Dallas every year and do this uh, exercise where they spend a week, seven days, creating this amazing sand mandala that they spend six, seven, eight hours a day creating. And then at the end of the week, they do a ceremony and they sweep it away. And... Um, I have always wanted to go see these monks. I, you know, I have this illusion of these spiritual people and walking on water, and so I just want to, you know, get in the room with them, and certainly I'll have some sort of epiphany, right? You go ahead and laugh, Tracy. You have to stop yourself. Um, so seeing them, I've never been to any of them. My timing never worked for me before. So last night, sitting in the room with these seven monks, I thought, oh, they're just. Go ahead, you, you should let yourself laugh. This is not healthy to stop yourself. This is going to be I just want, a laughing show. I just a, want the listeners to uh, hear what you're saying. Have the full experience of my stupidity or my naivete. Of so you're sitting in the room with these seven so I'm monks. sitting in the room with these seven monks, and I think they are just like me. But they have made different choices. I did come away with the idea that their choice every moment, you know, I talk about having choices every moment of every day of looking for God and seeing God and being at peace and seeing the good and and and, and recognizing all things together are one. You know, I absolutely give fabulous lip service to that, and I think it's very interesting to listen to me talk about it. But in terms of experiencing it, that is a fleeting moment here, a fleeting day there. And these seven men, I saw in them the experience of it. They just didn't, there was there was something about them that was like a steady, I use nature stream, you know, a steady body of cool water is what I saw when I saw them. I actually saw kind of a, a just a, not even, you know, not a rapid kind of water, but just this, this body of water that seemed cool and inviting. I really did see get a sense of that nature metaphor when I saw them. And I I immediately understood it's because every day, all day, their choices are God centered. They don't they at whatever level they have you know, practiced to get to where they are being a monk, I don't know exactly what all they've done, but that you know, where they started, what human expression they started, but now their expression is, you know, ninety eight point nine spirit. I thought you were going to, and I totally, I mean, I get what you're saying. What I thought you were going to say was um, the same point, but (laughs) when you, you know, they're in these beautiful robes and, you know, and they look like monks, and then you look down and you see that one's got on some cowboy boots and one's got on some loafers and Mm -hmm. one's got on, you know, you know, some more casual shoes or, you know, and you go, spiritual, spiritual, (laughs) sacred, 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 and then as you go down and you get to the feet, you go, huh? Nike. Right. And so um, I thought you were going to say that that triggered it because when we were sitting, Mm -hmm. actually there was the the barrier between, but from where you were sitting, you probably could see one or two of their shoes. And then at the end when they were um, exiting, mm-hmm. and we kind of had to wait for them to to walk in the line, you know, and and they were kind of nodding their head, and you know that kind of the same thing. They looked mm-hmm. so human. Mm-hmm. They are human, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. looked so human, even though they were robed, and they looked tired. I mean, it was eleven o'clock at night almost. Mm-hmm. And they'd been there all day and working and serving and. Um, you know that that humanness that the physical body does need food and does need rest 
you know, for me that was really very evident, not as a takeaway from them because I've been around monks before, but that that reminder uh, of what you said. I didn't think of it in that as consciously last night, but it was. It was a reminder that everyone, everyone can be a monk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's what we, what I have always said for years and years about being a licensed practitioner. Everybody who believes in science of mind and practices these spiritual practices is a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Everyone is a practitioner. A few people are licensed, you know, or professional practitioners, but everybody is a practitioner. Everybody can be a monk. It is the nature. It is our internal nature to have that spiritual essence. That's who we are. And that nature, you know, is expressed, you know, in different ways. But I really think ultimately that is the the, the connection, obviously, is that expression of that natural nature we have within each one of us. You didn't see a cool body of water when you saw them? Did you mm-hmm. see no. St. Louis Bridge? No. <laughs> I'm never going to. I can never get that out of my well, mind. Well, you're going to have to. That's I mean, I was talking be in my about my experience of that when I was, I think I was second grade when that was being built. You know, I do remember seeing New York City for the first time and seeing those buildings and thinking, I must have been in junior high or something. We took a vacation to New York. We drove to New York. Wow. Because we drove everywhere, right? And, uh, and that was 40 years ago. So downtown Dallas didn't have that kind of, buildings. Right. And so I can absolutely see, remember seeing, uh, turning the corner or going over the hill or something, and seeing that mass of tall buildings and being you know, taken back in awe. And maybe it's the sense of awe. Yes. Maybe it's not the thing, it's the sense of awe. I'm catching on. It only takes me a while. Is that is that what it is? It's the sense of awe that you can experience with lots of different things. Probably childbirth. I haven't experienced that, but that would probably be a sense of awe where you would experience a God seeing a child being born. Oh, like after the pain. After the, yes, after that part. When the baby is being held up and you go, that's amazing. It's a miracle. That's God. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's certainly a very natural part of our nature to have, you know, to have that. So I do think that sense of awe in the sense of nature, in the sense of natural, that maybe is a connection. Yes. Yes, my only comment was that my sense of awe is not linked primarily mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. mountains and moons and suns and like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty sunset. Yeah, that's really pretty. But it's not that same sense of mm-hmm. awe. Yeah. And I wonder, there is um, there is also something to be said. You said growing up, you grew up in the city. I grew up in the city. But we did drive. Every year we took a driving vacation. And if we didn't drive somewhere, you know, different, we would drive to the beach. We would drive down to Galveston and spend a week in Galveston. And I, uh, my parents' home growing up was on a hill. And we would sit out on the porch as a family many nights and watch the sunset and be like, ooh, and all, yeah, ooh, and all. So there, there might be something to be said in terms of history and how, you know, that part of nature and, you know, my human experience and what I was taught as a child linking me to being on the lookout to see nature and to see how the sunset, and, you know, we would have conversations around the sunset. And still today, my sisters and mother and I will call each other, look outside, it's a great sunset. I mean, we will literally, you know, still have that experience where I'm looking for the sunset every night. If I'm out and about, or even if I'm not, and I think it's sunset time, I will go outside to try to see that sunset. Are you going to say yes again? She says, yes. <laughs> you are such a city girl. That's so... Funny. Oh, I love it. I love it. And if, if nature, if nature is one pathway and the sounds of the city is one pathway, I'm curious now, I'm thinking, do the monks have a pathway or are they just there? See, as you know, and 
frequent listeners will know that that's my ideal, is that we can just be there, that we don't have to have the pathway. It's the pathway. Meditation and prayer and being centered and grounded. You know, the ritual, mm-hmm. the ritual of of going into prayer so that you recognize God in all things mm-hmm. is very much a part of of uh, the of meditation practice. I mean, I, it's no accident that that the monks, you know, get up, meditate, work, there, meditate on a schedule throughout the day, mm-hmm. and um, and in Buddhist tradition, you know, part of the whole piece is part of that whole tradition is finding God in the simple everyday things. Right. So if you're sweeping the floor or if you're washing a dish, that you actually handle that dish as if it is spirit incarnate, that it is God. Mindfulness, is that called that? Exactly. Something like that, yes, yes. And so that mindfulness then would not create a separation of this special occasion or mm-hmm. going to the ocean or going to climbing the mountain. Mm-hmm. Not that it would you would experience it if you were doing those things, but the mindfulness with what you are doing right here and the person who is right in front of you right now, mm-hmm. that you recognize the divine in that person, in that object, in that thing, in the present moment. And so the doorway becomes, I mean, the meditation then reminds you that the doorway is in everything you touch, see, taste, hear, or smell, anything yeah. that comes into your into contact with you through your senses, you are supposed to have the same level of awe. See that I love. That I love and that I think is what they the 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 monks I in my infinite ability to assess them in thirty eight seconds. I think they have that. They have that yes, where you have whatever giving them that. You yes, have projected I that have, upon them. I have uh, I I have gifted them that exactly. Um, Cause that because they're monks by God. If we were interviewing <laughs> each one of them, they would be telling us Yes, Leslie, just like That's you. Just like I laughs. I have these moments when I'm in and these moments when I'm no, out. No, I don't want to hear that. I want to think that they've attained it. And um but <laughs> attained it. It it the thing out there that I'm going to attain someday. Um I'm coming to your to and your memorial happy. service. And okay, I am what? going to speak at your memorial service. <laughs> I, she died without it. No. <laughs> Leslie's Leslie's <laughs> highest vision, highest goal in life was to attain it, and now she has. Has now occurred. <laughs> and so let us all celebrate for her success in her lifelong goal. <laughs> I, 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 we are okay, regaining you, this show, the laughter it, show. You heard it here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't. I do not have to die for that. In fact, I read this little daily devotion <gasps> book called God Calling, and and after our show last week, I read last week's day, and it talked about that. What is the biblical verse that uh, we're to do greater works than Jesus? The it is available. Always present yes, and available. Yes, always present yes. and available in every and moment. And it's, it, it is only manifested based on my ability to... Willingness. Willingness. You know, I think it's ability. Willingness, desire. Choice. Okay, choice. Choice. I like that word, choice. My choice. So I, I can choose. You can choose can God choose. or choose not God in every <laughs> moment. Yes. And it's my nature the name of the show? to choose God and to say yes to spirit and to look for God in spirit <laughs> in everything. And, you know, nature, I'll, I'll use this as a metaphor, too. Um, my Redbird story, if you look on the uh, uh, Say Yes to Spirit blog site, there is a Redbird. Should we put the St. Louis Arch next to it? I just am never going to let But anyway... So the reason there's a red bird 
And so Cardinals are the state bird of Missouri, by the way. Are they? Yeah, but anyway. (laughs) You get a cardinal on the arch. Uh, We can Photoshop that. When my father's mother died, I was in high school, and we had lived in the house that we were living in that time when I was born. We moved in that house, so we'd lived there for 17 years. She died, and the very next season... A mama and daddy cardinal, Redbird, came to nest in our backyard. It was the first time that a Redbird had ever come. And when they came, my mother said, oh, there's Granny. And she went down the hall, and she got this needlework picture of a, a Redbird. And she said, this is what Granny gave Daddy and I when we got married. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 thing was that her spirit had come back into through this Redbird to tell us that she was okay and everything was good. So that became a metaphor in my whole family for things are going to be okay. And I cannot tell you over the course of my life how many times randomly Redbirds have flown in front of my car, have sat on my porch when I'm feeling the most desperate or the most nervous or the most uncertain of things. I will see a red bird, and that will immediately draw me back into everything's going to be okay, God's present, there's no mistakes. And so that is nature reminding me, see, of my nature. But how do I do that without the red bird, I guess, is the idea. How do I look at, you know, the check account or the lost love or the, you know, banged up car or the traffic in front of me and see the red bird? Do a show on that. How do we do that? What would that be called? Mindfulness? <laughs> Living well, a month's life? I think life? that's called say yes to spirit. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I guess we already have that. Yeah, I mean, I do. I think mm-hmm. that's saying yes to spirit, that I know, I believe, I know it, I believe it, and I live from a place where when I look around me, I say yes. I see God, and I can do the things I do and say from a perspective of God, of spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with you. And it's a thermometer. I always talk about that. The thermometer of my spirituality is, is the traffic jam. And my reaction to the traffic jam tells me how my spiritual program is working for me. You know, and and I absolutely, in the morning, I can be at Zen with it and go, you know, there is something this traffic is saving me from, or this is good, you know, thank God I'm not the guy that had the wreck. You know, I have all sorts of little joyful ways to control myself through the traffic. And four hours later, when I'm in traffic, we like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can go to that extreme and, and so quickly. And, uh, and it is a choice. It is a choice. That maybe would be, have we done a show on choice? I'm sure we have. I think so. But if we did, it was a long time ago. A long, long time ago. And the the choice of of seeing God in nature and and the choice of seeing God in the city sounds and the choice of seeing God, you know, is, is absolutely there every second of every moment. That's the That's the bottom line. So you just triggered something for me, mm-hmm. the choice of seeing God here, seeing God there, seeing God everywhere. Um, what triggered for me was, well, it's not always about seeing God. Mm. It's about feeling God. Experiencing. So the, so the awesome, the feeling of awesomeness mm-hmm at the edge of the ocean or at the top of the mountain is not about seeing mm-hmm. the ocean or seeing the view from the top of the mountain. It's about what you're feeling in that moment. Good. That's right. And that it might be the feeling gets triggered by, again, what what our senses, mm-hmm. our human senses are experiencing and so I see certain things and that triggers the feeling that makes me go God is present. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So it's not seeing God. It's throughout the seeing is the doorway. 
to the feeling, to the, feeling. To the connect, to the remembering the connection is, well, to feeling the connection. And then the challenge in our day-to-day life is to remember that connection is always there. The connection did not go anywhere right. just because you are sitting in traffic on a major freeway in right. a major urban area. The connection is still there. Right. But you don't see it, or I don't see it, in the five lanes of traffic that's sitting still. Right. And so I don't see it, and then I don't feel it. And, you know, it's interesting. I think of people that I know that have uh, uh, CDs or tapes that have the ocean sound or have the, you know, the, the, the nature sound. And they put it in the the car uh, radio when something stressful is happening in the car to then have that doorway, the, to right. then reconnect to that feeling. And you're exactly right. It is the feeling and the seeing is the doorway. And so how to have that feeling, going back to the monks, I bet they would say they have that feeling 98.9% of the time. Whereas I have that feeling what is left over 1.9% of the time, you see. So I want to flip that, you see. In terms of the feeling, the experience, I, I like the word experience. Right. And the, the partnership, the experience, right. the right. co the coexistence. Mm-hmm. The coexistence of humanity and spirituality. And the whole idea of God being expressing in me that I am God incarnate, that I am that ocean, you know, that I am that little drop of the big ocean. And so how do I really, if I really embrace that, if I really experience that, who cares? Nothing else would matter. And so um, (laughs) so what, what we can agree about is that for many, many people, nature is that doorway. And I love that it's not for everyone. And that the doorway is insignificant to the experience of what it triggers to the experience of the belief or the feeling, and that, that you know, based on my judgment being fun and funny, it's not useful. You know, it doesn't it, that one doorway is no more significant, i.e., one path to God is no more correct. You mean it's not are. like let's make a deal when they <laughs> say, or is the are the prices right, or whatever game show it is where they say you can choose door number one, what's behind door number two, or door number three. Right. And only one of the doors has the big prize. The big prize. And the other two doors, you know, you don't want to get that prize. It's not like that, huh? I don't think that's so. <coughs> the divine design is, is uh, set up to be in our favor, and every door really ultimately leads to that big prize. And it's my interpretation. It's my interpretation and how I see the city street or the beachfront and my judgment of that of that experience. Yes. We've done a show on judgment. Judgment's good, too. Judgment and choice. Well, I was looking, scanning the list, and it doesn't look like we've done a show specifically on choice. Choice. So we'll put that on the list, and... Uh, and... Um, and we'll close today's show because we're just about <laughs> out of time. And you didn't think we could talk about nature for a whole Oh, no, hour. I knew we could talk about it for an hour. I just <laughs> didn't have anything on it to start with. So as usual, as usual um, we've had a good time talking about nature and how that relates to our ability and our willingness to say yes to spirit. Um, next week, um, I don't know. We don't know what we're going to talk about. Choice. No, 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 not next week, but soon. We'll talk about choice soon. If you have suggestions for our topics, please uh, shoot them to us or um, put a note on the Blog Talk Radio main show page, and we'll add those to the list. But until we meet again, remember to say say yes to the Spirit.
Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.